Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 73rd session of Guru Bodha. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Udupa. This class is live for easier the weekly class subscribers. Uh, if you are not subscribed, please use this link to subscribe or just visit easyartha.com. You will be seeing options to subscribe there. Let's get into the topics. There are some hot topics. One thing is that uh, is there a need for one single Ayurveda Association Pan-India, like Indian Medical Associations are there for, uh, to represent the allopathic segment? If yes, then why? And if, the, if no, then why? Uh, this looks like an Indian prob Indian specific problem, but it's actually not. Uh, for example, uh, in, uh, in a country like UK or in a country like Canada, there is no single dominant Ayurveda association. And uh, it appears as if the Indian doctors are sort of divided with these associations in India only, but it's not the case. Uh, Ayurveda practitioners are also sort of divided into many different groups, many different associations. In US, Canada, in whichever country we have, uh, an Ayurveda has presence. So, you know, what's the solution and you know, why this uh, multipolar behavior happens with our Ayurveda community people? Guraja, sir, your initial thoughts on this place. Definitely, if uh, uh, there should be one uh, uniform or single association across India or any nation for a concern, if it is there, then it will be typically a good situation and all of them will become the member of those, the, that association. In that scenario, if anything to be taken as a demand from the community to the government, respective governments, then it would be very, very beneficial. So, otherwise, if you have a divided opinion and uh, there are um, in too many number of associations representing us, everybody is claiming to be the Ayurveda Practitioners Association, then any issues arises and the people approach the government, the authority in the government, they have always uh, have a tendency to just to sideline the issue by quoting that we don't know who is representing whom and um, your um, request or your um, consideration is quite contrary to the other association. So better you do one thing, you come out with the one uh, proper application with a certain demands which is common to all of you or else they will keep that both the association in such a way that they will say that we will make a committee and we will form a committee that committee will look into this matter and the committee will give a report in the next six months to one year like that the issues will be sidelined if any uniform or one association persists all across to the entire nation then definitely it will be a good one but situation is like that everybody wants to become the office bearer, everybody wants to enjoy some the authoritativeness and some everybody wants to enjoy the closeness to the governing bodies or the authorities. So there are too many players. Obviously, when we are in democracy, we cannot say that it cannot be done. But ideally speaking, if it is only one association representing other doctors across India or any nation for a concern, that will be good. But that will be very... No, it's a dream. You can say it's a mirage. Yeah, I second whatever uh, sir has rightly said about uh, the need of uh, one group, one voice, uh, where we can take our representation, our need, uh, the happenings, what should happen, what not at uh, the national level. I second uh, sir's thought. So that is a good idea to have. But in India, we have the, the doctors are scattered into so many uh, groups and also so many opinions. First of all, speaking about the groups, many Ayurveda doctors are there in the teaching institutions as teachers. I have served as, te uh, as a teacher in uh, reputed institutions. So does Purvaja uh, sir and Hebar uh, sir also. Another group is only practitioners who are practicing. They hardly cross each other's field. There is an intersecting group which uh, practices and also teaches. So there is a group which practices only in the college hospitals because they are not permitted to open the private clinics. They practice within the vicinity of the college campus only. They cannot have individual practice. So that is the rule which has been made by uh, the colleges, uh, the authorities of the colleges. And uh, there are some colleges where people are teaching in the college at the same time going back and they have the liberty to practice so, so kinds so many varieties of people 
are there amongst our Ayurveda community doing multiple tasking. And even to add to that, there are people like us uh, who are writing articles, practicing, doing online consultation, teaching in institutions, and also coming into the web platform like this, uh, Elite platforms like Easy Ayurveda, Guru Bodha session, sitting with the Elite teachers and discussing with the Ayurveda enthusiasts and doctors and uh, a lot more people. So having this demarcation to come to one voice. Now, as far as teaching community is concerned, we have... We possibly have one voice. So we have uh, regional institutions to which colleges are affiliated and a central institute like uh, Ayush or NCISM right now to which all the colleges are affiliated. So there one voice from NCISM or the ruling authority will reach all the colleges like the central government. Vayu Tantra Yantra operating like Vayu, managing all the activities in almost all the institutions. And from all the institutions, the feedback will be going to the ruling institution. So this is central and scattered in, uh, uh, works are being taken place. So there is a network here in the teaching faculty. There is a network. So probably one voice is not there. There, there also there is a difference of voices, difference of opinions. But at the same time, it, there is a possibility of a common decision and also a common opinion coming towards the end. So maybe after a few months, maybe after an year or two, three years, something will be formulated, which is uh, an cumulative or accumulative voice and opinion of almost all the institutions. That is possible. If the similar thing can be made at the practice level also. So here again, the groups will be segregated. So all Ayurveda doctors coming to one voice is not possible. So because of these different groups where there is no intersection, there is no communication, only when there is CME and some other activities that uh, some practitioner will go to Ayurveda College, some Ayurveda professor will go to the uh, seminars like the World Ayurveda Congress to present the papers. And so there also the practitioners and also the pharmacists we have seen in World Ayurveda Congress. So there are so many stalls where that is a different group. Again, again, that business particular group of doctors who are into the business of uh, medicine manufacture. Uh, so having these groups coming to one voice, yes, as Guru sir rightly pointed out, having it as a dream. And if it really comes true, if something and uh, uh, representatives of different states at the central level can sit and uh, sort out this, not an issue. So like, like uh, sort out this particular dream and try to bring it to the practice. And if it happens in the uh, future coming years, it is well and good. It is a very good uh, one, so option to come out if it happens at all. So having so many categories of uh, Ayurveda doctors scattered among different activities uh, to bring them is a difficulty. It is not a a point of impossibility so i don't tell it is impossible it might be possible but where who should take the initiation who should bend the cat from where it should start how how to convince yes. people to sit on a common table and discuss and finish off with a blueprint and uh, put a common signature so this is uh, the hardships as many difficulties in the pathway guruja sir rightly pointed out dream yes very good so to form uh, one team one voice but uh, there are many problems to attend and many perspectives to see before we come up to that particular table. You know, to address the issue that why it is, it happens like the division and, you know, the smaller groups and sort of non-coordination, if I can put that word, between uh, different associations. If I analyze that, one reason could be that still a, a small and upcoming healthcare segment, at least in the outside uh, outside india and everyone wants to have authority over it that you know our ayurveda is is the best or our form of ayurveda is the best that feeling is there and and also like dominate the uh, dominate the scenario or do dominate the scene to have early a more advantage this is uh, this is a very frequently used business word that and uh, Guru sir, can you please add a few causative factors like why there are different associations maybe in the next round we'll come about like how to solve this problem yeah. initially when the, my approach in uh, answering this question was thinking that it is only with respect to the practitioners of ayurveda yes sorry sir. this is for practitioners only we are practitioners of ayurveda Otherwise, even in IMA also, like uh, Indian Medical Association, it is in a pan-India association. But under there also, there is a um, group of association and subgroups like Surgeons Association is there, Gynecologist Association is there, and even Periodicians Association is there. 
There are multiple sub associations are always there in everywhere. But similarly, in um, Ayurveda's concern is, as a practitioner, as rightly pointed out by Dr. Gramsci, that we have a purely practitioner, we have a, a purely teacher, and we have a teaching faculty practicing. These three categories are there. Then definitely what happens is, all of them will have their agenda driven as a, directed towards a certain things and many a times their interest may not match with one another that is a usually we come across that problems a pure practitioner wants to have something which is only from his perspective whereas a teacher wants to have the things within his, his teaching faculty perspective and one who is trying to cope with both things he wants to have the cake and eat it too. In both the things he will be doing. So in this fashion there will be many many things. And because of the um, diversion in the interest. We will have many number of associations. And moreover uh, there are something like that. I want to become a president. I want to become a secretary of these things. Some priorities that I want to um, flourish in this group. Or I want to have something as a hold on the community. For that purposes. And of course it's a lucrativeness are the other part of the, the powers. So many things are there. So definitely that groupism naturally occurs. And we are in a country like India. Definitely we will have too many number of diversity. But still we are one. And uh, uh, see, again we have discussed these points uh, about uh, the priorities, objectives, groups which are not intersecting, difference of opinions between different uh, groups, the priorities of the selection. See, uh, a person who goes to teaching, uh, I'm not uh, segregating uh, the groups here. I keep telling my uh, girl students, especially in the classroom, that you people should go there uh, because many girls are rank holders, so the, they have uh, good marks, everything is happening. But uh, how many Ayurveda private practitioners at the hospital level, yes, as duty doctors they are doing, at the private practice levels, we have very less hands, women hands. They are brilliant. But uh, we know that the role of a woman in the society is uh, totally different from that of a man. With due respect, she has to render so many uh, services, uh, thankless uh, services, as I can tell, at home, in the job, and everything. It is very difficult to manage. But at the same time, if women can come out and practice, so that is one group which is uh, uh, lacking here. I keep telling my girl students that if try as best as possible, because if you are here in a classroom of Ayurveda, you are here with a divine intention, your parents' dream, your dream. So it's not to finish off uh, the graduation and not do anything. Please go there and practice. Now, a big group of women, so we can see in most of the colleges, we can see women teaching faculties there. They are practicing in the hospital, but outside there are very hardly we uh, very hardly we can find women practitioners coming on uh, who are practicing the girls coming and practicing in their private uh, clinics. I keep telling my uh, students please do that because most often than not a woman client will be very much eager to find a woman doctor, a woman consultant. They will be very comfortable in explaining their problem. So it, it doesn't mean if, if the doctor is a male or a female, but doctor is a doctor. But uh, yes, that stigma is there somewhere in the society that uh, if, if a woman finds a woman doctor, private practicing doctor, where she can go and express her problems and have a one-to-one -one discussion, she will feel it really uh, happy. Rather than explaining certain problems, there may be some constraints, some uh, constrictions uh, going to a male doctor and uh, doing that. This may not be related to the uh, question what we are discussing, the question under uh, the agenda right now, but I'll come to that point. So here also, the priority of a girl to not do anything after the graduation or the post-graduation, or most girls or women going and are teaching there, so because we can understand why, so we will not scrutinize why, going in the teaching institutions and teaching, and not coming out and practicing. So here, what we are speaking related to our question or agenda of discussion is, the priority of a woman or a girl doctor who are also as many. I and Dr. Hepar, we know from Kopa College, one example I am giving. It is always a two is to one ratio of girls to boys. Like there is 60 intake in the college which we belong to. 40 girls and 20 boys is always the ratio which has been maintained throughout the years. So an institution believes that girl students, more number of girl students, more more achievement and more the ranks more the so this is not selfishness but that is a trust factor of an institution on the girls 
but where are these girls disappearing after uh, uh, the completion of graduation and post graduation if not everybody uh, at least most of them if they can come to the practice it will enrich the women practitioners in the society so that that will give comfort zone to many women doctors to go there i am giving this as an example of the priorities we choose i may not be very good at practice or the selection of medicine right from the beginning i will prefer to go and teach in a teaching institution because i can orate in a very good way i may be a very good speaker i can convince my students i don't have the capacity to convince my patients i have a Uh, capacity to convince my students. I have the authority over them, not the authority over. So likewise, the practicing doctors. There are gold medalists and also very brilliant uh, doctors who are only practicing and not teaching in the teaching institution. I have asked them. You could have also done this by teaching in the teaching institution. Teaching institutions need you people. They said, uh, "No, sir. Uh, so we did our post graduation, PhD, everything for the practice purpose only, uh, and uh, not to go and uh, teach in the teaching institution, sitting job uh, from uh, uh, nine to six job and taking the salary and uh, working according to the dictation of the management. So no, we want to come out and practice. Okay. So that is also a priority. So here, due to the priority, different groups have formed. That was the question of Dr. Hebbar. Why groupism? Why different groups have been formed? Because of the priorities we have taken at the earlier stage or the later stage of our graduations, post graduations, and PhDs. That where exactly we are going? Which is our comfortable sector? Where we will go? Am I a strictly a practitioner? Am I strictly a teacher? Okay. Am I both? Do I have both those? Uh, Uh, inclinations where I can satisfy going and teaching in the teaching institution and uh, coming over and practicing in the evening. How do I have a balance sheet of uh, those things? So yes, coming sir. to me, if if you take me, so I always loved both practicing and teaching uh, teaching profession. If 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 somebody asks me which is great, which is uh, like fifty one, which is forty nine, I will tell no. Both are fifty fifty for me. But having completed my B A M S and M D in Ayurveda. what am i i am primarily a doctor and secondarily a teacher i am not a primarily otherwise i would have done a bed or med or something and gone to the teaching profession i am primarily a teacher uh, a physician or a doctor i am authorized to look uh, have uh, my patients and uh, take care of them and also do consultations prescribe medications that is my primary job and teaching will come as an option the second option so i always preferred that the uh, practitioners if they go and teach the students that will be a really good uh, uh, perspective because the students will not only get the theoretical aspect but also the practical approach how to take uh, take these things ahead yeah, and so i mean we we know the causes now now the symptoms of it that you know, we touched upon that briefly that if you do not have a single association then there are a lot of problems that keep on appearing and where you know ayurveda doctors community has to come together and address the issue in one voice but that is not possible because there are too many associations tussles between local associations and group groupism and uh, even i have heard about like harassment of uh, doctors for not being in one particular association but being in other association within the same city uh, i mean this is for the ayurveda doctors like bms doctors and there are like other burning topics like only allopaths are allowed to give fitness certificate i think kerala government uh, issued this uh, notification and there is no again single voice to uh, uh, voice to you know, represent ayurveda community and fight for this issue and ayurveda doctor allopathic practice in some places like maharashtra it is there and some places is not there whether we should be uh, fighting for this or not is altogether different issue but again we do not have a single voice there and uh, recently medical astrology was included in the syllabus and you know there were like four and Uh, against our arguments for that there's no single voice uh, to represent us in one voice with the government and uh, torture by authorities to for finding some allopathic medicines in the clinics this keeps on happening the harassment and uh, you know the uh, you know public uh, agony of ayurveda doctor being disrespected in front of his own patients when these authorities start harassing and also there is this uh, universal thing i mean in india it at least is common that uh, you know harassment by the patients themselves you know abuse and you know physical assault etc we do not uh, represent together uh, and you know spiritual uh, guidelines for inclusion in ayurveda syllabus there are many different topics uh, gurudev sir where we need a single voice and 
because we do not have a single voice uh, some of the progress of the science uh, in the community and in the so- society and country see totally it is not to, not to uh, say that one, there should be only one association there is no such thing if it is one association then representing our voice to the government would be better so it's the only thing for example now there is a uniform and all across india there is only one ima they are um, presenting their issues to the government in a very uh, unique voice but still they are also facing harassments by the patients they are also facing uh, problems associated with practice the laws are applicable to everyone so it doesn't mean that only association can solve the issues the issues may be because of the persons the system or the government or the population so accordingly we need to design protocol of activities how we should take it forward so next thing is whenever there is a fitness certificate issued by some mission is not allowed or something like that there are so few technical issues in that health is a matter of state as per indian constitution so state can take certain um, laws as per its interest but the curriculum of bms is controlled in india till few years back it was by ccim and now it is by ncicm and very categorically they have said a doctor holding a degree of bms is entitled to fit to give fitness certificate for any job related things or anything like that so there is no differentiation they have made recently someone has asked through the rti about these things and the board has very clearly said it is permitted bms doctors are entitled to give fitness certificate it is valid this issues coming up and you know not being having one voice uh, hampering the you know progress of ayurveda uh, uh, and the bms community people in in single direction please absolutely sir uh, uh, see these these and many other problems can be there listed and unlisted problems may be there uh, but again uh, uh, see some some things in spite of having an association or a single voice uh, it leads uh, uh, so for example harassment by the pa- uh, patients if we can take that in spite of having a single voice so where do we take that voice and how can it be uh, solved because this is a customized harassment by the patients it may be customized it may be limited to somewhere in karnataka somewhere in kerala somewhere in uttar pradesh how does a common voice common voice can frame some rules and regulations how to overcome this harassment and uh, how to avoid this harassment but the person who is harassing will not abide to those rules so where the harassment starts how it starts where it goes so we don't have an idea about that in spite of having a single voice uh, we can in some rules and regulations where we can shield ourselves but uh, it's just like i am very cautious while driving what about the other person who is coming in front of me he may be not very cautious he may be rash driving still i'll be the victim so certain things can be solved by having a single voice and certain things not uh, as we are speaking about the medical astrology uh, from uh, a time immemorial uh, right from our time most of the uh, recently also i have seen uh, in the md ayurveda uh, questions uh, question papers so whether it is uh, this one clinical or non clinical subjects most of the questions are modern questions only most of the questions so where does our education system equipping our ayurveda i'm not telling modern education should not be there modern medicine should not be there can be there we have also raised voice many times why so much of modern topics in the syllabus why so much so suddenly an appendicitis is introduced into the syllabus and a 20 marks question is given in the uh, question paper what does an ayurveda and you are not allowing him to do an appendicectomy uh, surgery after the completion of mdr something now uh, some doctors are doing uh, that is a different thing i am just giving an example appendicitis forcibly we are trying to take some condition from ayurveda text and trying to correlate it to that particular condition and which dosha is doing what which dhatu is affected and trying to do some uh, uh, frame some uh, medical protocol or uh, the treatment protocol and the blueprint for that but what about the syllabus see when we are speaking about doctors where those doctors are coming from they are coming from the institutions they are coming from the students chair only students desk only they are graduated and post graduated from the teaching institutions they are not doctors just like that other than the Uh, what we can call it as traditional doctors or paramparika vaidyas the educated those who are having a bms degree and bms mba phd degrees are coming from the teaching institutions what are what is the highest uh, uh, cadre of uh, the educational system the top tier doing so the scrutinization of the syllabus is also very very important now there is a subject called as agatha tantra in ayurveda agatha tantra what does a person agatha tantra 
deals with some uh, toxicology and uh, other things what does a person having a md degree in uh, toxicology or uh, agaratantra go and do after completion of his md or after completion of the phd and there is an enormous syllabus there enormous syllabus for agaratantra and recently our uh, bms exam started uh, ayurveda exam started and students have written to me sir today there was agaratantra examination first examination thank god it is finished what does that mean the toppers of the college are telling thank god this is finished this examination is finished that means that subject was actually a torture the students don't know i'm not telling remove it out of the syllabus the question is what the specialist of agaratantra will do after going out of the teaching institution having a md degree and being an ayurveda physician he too has to come to the teaching institution and teach or go and practice so the, these are some of the limitations which uh, are very very difficult to uh, handle and ncism has definitely taken some steps recently they have sent a big questionnaire to the teachers how each and every subject should be modulated how each and every subject should be edited so how charaka samhita how better it should be made for the students how sharira rachana should be better uh, made for the students what is its utility after passing that particular uh, uh, speciality are they entitled to practice what are the limitations these questions were given to the teachers this is a good attempt i should tell but what is the summary what is the outcome we need to wait and see so in spite of having a single voice and a single uh, agenda everything certain things can be solved and certain things cannot be solved but if we can try to solve at least 6 uh, out of 10 problems common problems we have from a single voice that group will definitely have its value this is what i feel yes sir and like uh, rightly you said government particularly uh, ncism and we always anything and everything you know we ultimately blame government to be honest and to see it from uh, from outside ncism is doing it an incredible job uh, year by year taking step to course correct and to improve syllabus and i think this year for the first year introductory thing there is uh, you know so, some new program where you know i uh, ayurveda performers from very different very different ayurveda segments are brought into the uh, brought into the colleges and have yeah that uh, is called as a transitional curriculum uh, dr exactly. and, and transitional yeah. curriculum uh, sorry for interrupting that is uh, that is one big initiative Uh, not only this year right from the last year itself they have started transitional curriculum where they are entertaining uh, different people uh, different ayurveda practitioners and also the teachers from different institutions so this is a very good crossover like uh, uh, the students freshly enrolling into uh, ayurveda will not be knowing absolutely anything anything about ayurveda when experts are speaking over a period of 3 weeks two weeks or three weeks they are giving for transitional curriculum if the experts from different uh, corners are coming and speaking directly into the college or through the media or through the online uh, uh, lectures and also some uh, the students are definitely motivated and uh, that that will give a good kick start for their uh, bms career so this many activities are coming promotional activities are coming from the central government and also the higher authorities they are taking the, uh, steps yes very important is the summary what we get summary or the outcome we get after next 10 at the end of next 10 10 years so that may be the route map to formation of one voice one group uh, where we can solve 6 out of 10 problems at least 6 out of 10 common problems which we all have as practitioners yes, next question is how to solve uh, this problem of different organizations and bring everyone under one umbrella do you have any solutions guruja sir please yes it is possible we can make a federation of associations uh, make a common platform of all the things and take representatives from each association and we will be approaching the government with respect to any issues which pertains to our community then we will approach through the federation of association platform and we can do the things in that way that can be done it is usually you know, created uh, very easily it can be done but somebody should be convener who can convene all these associations and their heads together on a common platform if that is achieved this can be done easily who do you think can do that sir or take the lead in this case yeah so that's a difficult question uh, dr abbar i would allow to take this question me guruja sir you anybody so we never know where the thought process comes from anybody can take take a lead uh, the idea is a seed Uh, from there where the plant uh, comes out brother uh, has made wonderful points see i feel the pooling will be very important but uh, every every state should have a group first and uh, a leader and all those people should be connected to a, a common root 
like many branches connecting to a common root every state let it have first first of all the ayurveda practitioners uh, let them so like in bangalore so all the doctors getting together and speaking about that getting connected to doctors in mysore doctors in uh, davangere so at different district district levels let them form groups all let them pull together and make a big cme where they can discuss about these these things at least one day or half a day and come to some conclusions one group inspire the neighboring state to do the same thing we are doing these things come on the media keep on posting let us form a common group we build up a big chain so having social media in our hand is the biggest tool nowadays and create a pool and inspire the neighboring states neighboring districts everybody to do, do these things pooling small small pools let us bring together and make it a big ocean i think that is a that is a big task Uh, but still it is a possible distant possible task it takes a lot of time but uh, it's not impossible anybody can be a leader so whoever gets this idea and keeps up pumping uh, people inspiring people in and around can be a leader who knows tomorrow me you or uh, guruji sir who anybody after this particular discussion the thought process shouldn't stop here and if we can take it ahead so that will be yeah. a and and i'll be very glad if easier with the kind of this yes sir um this is a very uh, interesting topic that you are discussing how ayurveda can be brought to mainstream because even the specialists or the me- medical scientists do not believe that ayurveda is a, a legitimate modality and this is i think it's a all pervading thought among the mainstream medicine folks and they do not allow people to practice ayurveda alongside allopathy despite the fact that i've heard allopathy doctors say that you can still do it so there seem to be a lot of education that needs to be done of the educated medical society and they say ayurveda cannot be practiced because it has not been well researched i am a clinical research professional and i can clearly see how it cannot be you know you cannot conduct clinical trials for ayurvedic uh, medicine because this is a personalized one and uh, for to do uh, to do a clinical trial you need a homogeneous population otherwise you'll be comparing apples to oranges so that's one aspect i wanted to say uh, the second thing is about about uh, the one voice that uh, you all are discussing convincing the uh, government to provide more funds for ayurvedic research could be one of the topics that can be brought into the one voice uh, group and the third thing dr shastri was talking about involving women so talking from a women's perspective the reason why i, I feel that women are not going into practice is because they lack the communication skills and let me tell you i have suffered from that a lot the lack of communication skill and this is something i just had to learn the hard way and develop myself and i'm wondering if uh, sir that you um, consider including communication skills in the curriculum of ayurveda so that people can talk about it because one of one other thing that i have noticed is when i talk to ayurvedic doctors they are so awed by the western science and they say oh oh no we cannot compete with them i mean this is maybe not from the larger uh, uh, institutions of ayurveda but a lot of them say you know they will just push us away what do we do so that kind of helplessness is i think hurting ayurveda which is such a which is such an excellent modality that needs to be brought into the mainstream uh, medicine today well said madam moving on i mean regarding the funding aspect government of india is doing what what and all it can this article from uh, pib government uh, institute only that in a budget 2020 24 gives a major emphasis on increasing ayurveda services and the scientific research and i think 3 4 years before also when government had allocated few funds it was underutilized by the institutes and you know the funds went back we we have a, a huge set of problems not only in the teaching community or the faculty or practitioners even the people administrative work people who are sitting in the department the department of ayurveda and in the our previously it was a department of indian system medicine many times we used to get a chunk of or a little bit of uh, no funding from the government allocation at the end of the year even that allocation was not utilized and sent back to the government this is what we have seen so many years back in that was a situation 
and now at least we are coming out with more and more programs of popularizing ayurveda to the masses we are taking it to the masses in through various programs and now after the government of india is in emphasis on uh, promoting ayurveda just like yoga and now there is a lot of uh, enthusiasm among the world to accept it and when it comes to people commenting on that the dire weather is not well researched it needs to be researched i would like to say one thing the counterpart they have done a very good research they have done very good for everything they have introduced a drug to the market after 5 years or 10 years why the drug has been withdrawn from the market quoting some side effects or some untoward reasons if your drug was well researched then why you are withdrawing it so this needs to be taken into consideration ayurveda has been there in this world since time immemorial we don't know when it is started and even with the onslaught of all these modern tools and kits and medicines and even perspective still ayurveda is thriving it itself suggests that it is a very vibrant and lively science and it has got its typical fundamental principles and we should know the principles to understand what ayurveda is then we can think of what type of research can be done uh, just trying to bring ayurvedic principles in terms of westernized or the english terms to understand things it may not be a, a research but it is just a different orientation to the community or the scientific community so many times it is so happens that people think that something which is reproducible something which is done in the modern lines they are the only scientific things but how can it be you are trying to do a uh, scientific study on an animal and once the research is done you are trying to prove it on the human being how can we accept that human being and animal are not one and the same so there are certain issues are there with that people are holding it as a uh, wide accept it but these perspectives will always tend to change once the growth and the propagation and acceptance of ayurveda starts among the public automatically people will even the governments will modify and change this acceptance and improving things will improve in a better way yeah, and uh, similar line of that thoughts put put forth by carol willis uh, is possible to be too scientific to the point where personal insights and caveats are eliminated this is so very true and i've seen in social media and all whenever we whenever some ayurveda doctor puts up clinical success case it is told that oh it is just a you know solitary incident there is no research behind it it's just like somehow by accident or uh, it's just a solitary thing and you know it's anecdotal there's no scientific research behind this that that takes away the power and ayurveda is becoming more popular among naturopathy and integrative type of medical professionals and health coaches in us which is a very good thing and scientific research is designed to eliminate bias but uh, in, in so doing eliminates consciousness and insights a uh, very good uh, uh, put words there uh, i only feel about uh, the point uh, you rightly mentioned and vasanth ji also mentioned gurudev sir also gave a clarification this is uh, a point of insecurity point of competition from the other sciences they are seeing ayurveda as an enriched science which, which is going in a different direction which can reach its summit in a few years a lot of work is going on not that uh, scientific work or the scientific approach is not going on i would like to tell so there is a lot of competition insecurity and fear about ayurveda that that is one thing which is pulling the things down and uh, very importantly uh, in ayurveda ayurveda community itself we have uh, over competent guys under competent guys and in between guys so this is another big threat and uh, the people population ayurveda population who don't have uh, belief in our own system that is another group so these these things are uh, big hindrances and when we go when we are speaking about uh, the scientific approach the p4 medicine which is very popular now predictive preventive uh, personalized and participatory medicine ayurveda was thousands of years ago ayurveda had p4 medicine everything we had we had predictive medicine we have preventive medicine personalized medicine participatory medicine we will live up uh, live away everything nowadays modern medicine has come to the point of participatory medicine the patient also has to participate participate equally in the healing process chikitsa chatushpada was long back mentioned in our brothrays itself not mentioning about the other texts so where a physician the patient that is the health provider health seeker the medicine and the caretakers the nursing staff or the caretakers at home were all involved in the healing process equally 25% each so the participatory medicine was always there so the modern science is coming with new and new theories which were already there in ayurveda nothing is new to ayurveda if we go through the ayurveda science and also the basics given by the earliest samhitas including the charaka samhita 
so we can find a lot of basics embedded in them lot of lot plenty of basics of life science preventive medicine curative medicine everything ayurveda was the first science to advocate both a personalized approach and a generalized approach towards teaching uh, treating of any disorder like uh, a vishishta chikitsa and samanya chikitsa where do where we don't have scientific approach we have scientific approach aptopadesha or shabda pramana or the ayurveda treatises itself have been considered as time tested which do not require any research ayurveda so what we do is since we are evolving we need to see that from a modern perspective from a scientific angle and from a scientific lens that is why we are trying to do that only to prove that ayurveda is scientific so what is the greatest proof the greatest proof is a disease which you cannot treat and i can treat is the greatest proof the relief which you cannot provide i can provide is the greatest proof what else is scientific having a scientific proof and not being able to give a cure or relief what is the worth of such medical science ayurveda i think in terms of giving relief or preventive cure or curative cure is much much way way ahead than in comparison to this is not an emotional statement so because uh, it is it is my personalized experience and uh, i i guess uh, even dr hebbar dr guraj sir all ayurveda doctors who are practicing here will definitely agree to this so we have seen Uh, quite a lot of success in comparison to the other sciences in comparison to all compartments of treatment yes sir. and vasantaji uh, writes ayurveda is scientific but does not follow the concepts of western science and the western research methodology makes no sense with ayurveda because it works on a different mechanism but the scientific research method has to match the mechanism of the modality of the science of ayurveda well taken there so uh, at least we have uh, you know discussed this in, uh, in many different dimensions so to moving on to another current event uh, or an article there's an article called as hardship uh, of a of a career in ayurveda practice which gained a lot of debates and which was having a lot of uh, controversial and contradictory things the article starts with like practice does not seem to be a feasible career option in most for most ayurveda graduates for a few idealists who consider this option hardships awaiting them are many uh, it makes like too many uh, uh, assumptions unwanted assumptions and starts right out of the uh, get with a negative tone guraja sir please see of course uh, any system or anything even after engineering course the people will not get a, you know easy money only the creamy lawyer and that will get a very good packages otherwise they will also have to sit on the benches for years to get that to earn a good thing they are they can go for some uh, startups but there are a lot of hardships and lot of uh, struggle and challenges ahead similarly the things will be there with ayurveda practice also the reason may be many the reason may be the patients community is not well versed with or are not accepting the ayurveda in emergency situations that's a point number 1 secondly the even students when they come to ayurveda fraternity i mean to the students they will also entering ayurveda when they didn't get the seat in mbbs just they want to cross over to medical stream if this is not available let me go to that and many people will approach with this mentality and in teaching colleges there are some uh, substandard colleges where the sufficient student will not be exposed to the clinical subject and the clinical and uh, equipments and even to the patients and their treatment modalities so they will not be having a pratyaksha pramana to understand what exactly been told in ayurveda so that is a, these are the multiple issues at various levels that have become an hindrance in practice and whereas in ayurveda practice we need to have lot lot of things to be considered like agni roga bala rogi bala vaya kala rutu so many things dosha prakruti once you set up uh, your uh, treatment area or a clinic or an hospital in a decent thing with minimal infrastructure but it should be quite economical and friendly to the patients their approach everything then start doing uh, advertisement or propaganda whatever the way it is been abided by the law which should be promoted and what should not be then start conducting the free medical camps something like that then slowly the things will set up even the other medicine people also will not get the no number of popular people will approaching them in, in a very simple day or a few months it is not possible even the um, double degree holders or even the dm medicine they when they approach to a hospital they stay there and they send messages and they conduct cmes they will attract the people and attract the other doctors ask them for references 
so many things they also do it so it will not be a person that simply saying that to see how that fellow is practicing his package is 20 lakhs 30 lakhs 40 lakhs so that things will come by experience that thing will always it cannot come as a very thing so in the initial stages every system has its own ups and downs its own challenges and opportunities but one who is quite confident and able to his knowledge as well as his skills and the things he has developed as well as even the anugraha of lord dhanvantri definitely he will kick start the things and the things will get it done in a rosy way raghuram sir though it is little difficult for initially for an ayurveda practitioner to be successful at least in the initial few months self improvement or in terms of knowledge in terms of communication in terms of little bit of marketing always updating himself what to speak what not to speak and you know uh, you know coming back to our you know participation in associations cmes etc is not that hard uh, with with a one or two years of uh, efforts right sir right sir so passion and confidence these two are very important passion if you are not passionate about your science uh, practice does not seem to be a feasible career option for most ayurveda graduates wrong I totally disagree with this, uh, as Guruji Sir was also telling. Totally disagree with this. It's not about idealists or something. It is the first and the foremost option. Otherwise, we would all all sat in the house and we would not have a Guru Bodha session or uh, discussing Ayurveda on Easy Ayurveda platform. We would not have, in fact, Easy Ayurveda at all. So this is uh, then. Then why do we have a course? Why do we have uh, uh, just take a graduation and sit at home and uh, write some books and do something or uh, do some other job? No. so just like uh, the person who is doing engineering goes into the uh, goes and goes ahead and becomes an engineer and somebody doing a particular related course and becomes that so that is a choice so here if you are coming to ayurveda into the bms class you already know that i finished my graduation and i will be a doctor tomorrow then what else for you are coming to that particular science what else uh, your parents are spending so much of money and sending you to a course bms or even future md phd why we are doing this is only Uh, to practice and do something related to the ayurveda whether it is research or pharmacy for pharmacy or practice or teaching or everything so i totally disagree as uh, the question was raised initially it may be a difficult task yes who doesn't face difficulty in every job every profession there are initial hindrances and initial difficulty but if you are passionate enough and if you are very confident enough that uh, i am here to become an ayurveda doctor and i am going to do this you will search ways of mastering yourself searching different ways and methods of mastering ourselves and going in the same pathway not getting disturbed not getting disturbed by the hindrances not getting disturbed by the people who are trying to stop you okay so as it is said no jab log tumhare khilaf bolne lage samjho tarakki kar gaye so when people start speaking against you you should take it as a positive compliment and try to see yes this is not a hindrance for me i am going to travel in the same pathway and uh, achieve the best if not tomorrow it is day after tomorrow if it is not day after tomorrow some other day will be us so that uh, passion is very important the love towards your science is important so that right from the day one of entering into the course the student should be Uh, given that particular confidence here the teacher's role is very very important not single teacher all the teachers role is very important in their uh, uh, life the confidence should be given tomorrow you fellow you are going to go there and you are not going to dissect a body you are not going to go to the lab and uh, uh, measure uh, the chemicals but you are going to do you will do anatomy you will do physiology you will do dravaguna you will do rashastra everything at the end of the day you are going to go there and become an ayurveda doctor so that is why you are here that is why you have to get graduated so this is the first and the foremost option and uh, that is why we are here thank you there yeah i mean l- like that even uh, uh, you know if you want to complain we can keep on complaining and if you want to find uh, find solutions we can always do and there's a question on in india there is considerable exposure to ayurveda why not have a school of syllabus that has good marriage between allopathy and ayurveda and government is considering again there are foreign against arguments so it probably a topic for the next class guru sir top 5 advice for a new ayurveda doctor persistency is one of the thing as well as patience so if you have patience persistence and perform definitely you will end up in success definitely these three things are very very important and you need to give results once you start giving results automatically there will be word of mouth advertisement and people start flocking to you there is widespread skepticism in the public mind about the soundness of ayurveda theories nobody cares about ayurveda theories i mean the public doesn't care about ayurveda theories 
public cares whether the fruitfulness is there or not. Rightly told by Guruji sir, if you perform and the result is there in front of you, patient will line up. They they do not care about theosha or whatever theory that uh, that is there in the minds of either the doctor. So I have al uh, already said uh, those things. The golden words are uh, be passionate and uh, love your science. Very importantly, have confidence and uh, keep updating yourself what is going in and around you. and be enriched in your theoretical and practical aspects what to choose and what not to and your limitations and uh, yes one word uh, used by guruji sir patience have patience if not tomorrow there is a day after tomorrow if not day after tomorrow there is some day which belongs to you keep doing your work keep consistent keep uh, doing and uh, stick on to your job don't get diverted don't get fluctuated don't lose your confidence so you are on the hot seat once you Finish your graduation, post graduation. You come to your practice. You are on the hot seat. You are going to meet quite a lot of uh, different peoples with different mentalities. Practice is not an easy art, so it is an art which needs to be gradually graduated and also mastered and perfected uh, with time. So the patience is a very key factor. Along with that comes passion, love to your towards your science, science confidence, and. Uh, how you approach and keep yourself updated there is a question on for people living abroad learning ayurveda can you provide internships in india yes we do that we provided uh, you know such an education for like 40 plus students live patient interaction and case studies and hands on panchakarma training etc we provide that please write to me at hebarjv@gmail.com I, i will guide you th through that uh, by the grace of god we are uh, you know we are being given this precious gift of ayurveda in our hands uh, every science develops in a way that we take that forward so each one of us have a great responsibility and an opportunity to uh, mold the mold the future of ourselves and the ayurveda scenario within india outside india and uh, uh, opportunities are endless i would like to add one point here just a flash in my mind recently i listened to an audio clipping a person from indian origin settled in america he is from entirely different stream He is telling about the Ayurvedic concepts in a different terminology. So that's what the thing. Then after hearing to him, I understood that where we lack in promoting ourselves, we lack in our own promotions. He was telling about green nanotechnology, where he is trying to explain the nanoparticles of gold and silver and how they carry the material into the smallest cells and how the things will help in curing the condition. and how it is supporting the system so many things he was claiming and he is telling he was first person but unfortunately ayurveda rakshas like the pull up that nanotechnology and so many basmas and all those things which has been told by our acharyas long back but we are unable to explain it and even many of the ayurvedic community and even the ayurveda people will feel very you know fear to consume rakshasra medicines saying the two metal and minerals but he was telling very typically in a different perspective we'll have a topic on like rakshasra nanotechnology and ayurveda to settle this issue once and for all because everybody claims that it is their invention in the next session of guru pada next week namaste